Hi, and welcome to the Yes Podcast. Here, we share a collection of real stories told by real people who have said, I am yes. I am young enough to serve. We hope these stories and the lessons in them encourage you and challenge you to get involved in kingdom work in your church, neighborhood, and life. Welcome to Yes. Good afternoon. This is Judy Wick with Yes, Young Enough to Serve. And today is... um, it's a, it's a difficult interview, but um, prayer has gone into this, and we just pray that at the end of this interview, that if there's anyone listening, um, that for whatever reason you have any kind of grudges in your heart or any, any kind of unforgiveness or someone has just really done you wrong, and it's just hard for you to get over that, get beyond that, and to really serve Christ full throttle. We just have prayed that today's uh, broadcast, today's podcast, will indeed uh, help pave the way for there to be forgiveness, resolve, and that in your heart and spirit that there would be nothing to keep you from serving Jesus with all of your heart. So I do have the privilege of introducing you to someone I, my husband Wes and I had the privilege of meeting uh, many years ago, and it's... um. Uh, a relative of a relative. So our uh, our my sister and brother-in-law um, up in Washington uh, introduced us a long time ago to our brother-in-law's sister Charlene, and um, it was about five years ago that a story happened in Charlene's life that, uh, as sad and horrific as this story is, uh, again we just pray that. Um, there will be something in this story that will resonate with your heart, and we pray that this story will be used as it has been to bring healing. So Charlene, um, as difficult as this is today, thank you so much for consenting to come uh, coming here today and just uh, sharing your story. So if you just want to go back um, several years, I'll let you go ahead and take it from here. My name is Charlene Sanders, and April 28th, 2010, was very much life-changing. People may have heard of the Craigslist murder, and uh, that was my family that uh, was the victims of that loss. Four people entered um, our home that night answering an ad on Craigslist that my husband had uh, put a ring on for sale. And little did we know that our life would forever be changed that night. Two people came into our home wanting to buy the ring and when they said they wanted it. All of a sudden they pulled out a gun on us and um, we were being zip tied and put down to the floor. And our two boys, which we were a blended family, were upstairs, we were watching a movie. At that point, I remember looking up and saying, God, why is this happening to us? Is, Is this how we're going out? And with all the screaming and the commotion and pretty soon 
I saw two more people come into our house and they went upstairs and they brought our boys down at gunpoint and all of a sudden there's our two boys and they see us on the floor zip tied and now we have four people in our home and one of the guys was the one that was doing all the screaming and the yelling and my husband and I just kept saying take everything just go just go just take everything and the one man um, was over at me and was asking where our safe was and I said we didn't have one and eventually I told him we did uh, because he put the gun to my head after he kicked me in the head and he started counting down and with our boys right there and my husband and I screaming he said three two and I knew when he got to one I was dead in front of my family so I said we had a safe and so at that point they picked up my husband and started to take him out to where the garage was where our safe was and uh, my stepson got up and then my son got up and pretty soon the boys are standing up and I'm thinking we're all dead and a fight broke out and my stepson was pistol whipped by the man who had just been screaming at us and kicking me in the head and the countdown on my head and then ultimately my husband had been shot three times and killed. At that point, I mean, there's no words to describe what that feels like. And I remember after we called 911 and my hand on the doorknob, I remember looking up and I remember these words that the Lord gave me and I, and I said, if I believe in your holy word right now, Lord, I have to believe it here and now, and I have to trust you. Even as horrific and as what was happening, and I knew I was gonna probably lose my husband, but there are, there, there, there's just no words you can, I can't even paint the picture of that, that horrific night, and, and even today, it never, it never leaves you, never leaves you completely. And at that point, <clears throat> life is, was ripped apart. I felt like my whole life was, I was emptied out that night. Anything in Charlene Sanders' life that was normal. And so I said to the Lord, Lord, I'm empty. I'm your vessel. Fill me up. Use me. Because it wasn't about my life, my comfy, cozy life anymore. It was about sharing the word. And my husband... His big thing in life for us together was seeing people come to Christ. So ultimately we had four separate murder trials that we had to go through, which was 18 months. Unimaginable what that's like to be on a stand with a jury and being questioned by defense attorneys. And when they're defending the murderers that you know were in your home. Mm. Wow, I can't even imagine, I can't even imagine the pain. I know we received the news uh, the morning after and it was just, uh, it was just absolutely shocking. When we even go back, Charlene, and, and just even think of that conversation that we had with Dan and Cheryl, it just, um, it just absolutely breaks our heart. So 
How did you even get through that time? It was all supernatural strength from the Lord. Every bit of it. People would say to me, you're such a strong woman. And I'd say, no, I'm not. I, I said, it's, it's the Lord carrying me. And like I said, even today, I cling to him with all my might. So with that said, it's like, would I change anything in my life? Well, who wants to go through a tragedy like that? But if it's made me cling to him every minute of every day, then so be it. Wow. So with this tragedy happening close to um, five years ago, and just the whole forgiveness aspect. Is this just something that you continually have to face? No, actually, I, I don't deal with it because right after the tragedy occurred, there was a scripture that came to my mind pretty much immediately. And it's the scripture where it says, you must forgive if you want to be forgiven. And I know that we live in a fallen, sinful, decayed world where we are sometimes subject to people's very bad choices. So I had to ask myself, what am I going to do with this? Because I felt like my life was completely ripped apart when my husband was murdered before our very eyes. And I wanna say the last five years, I have lived in complete, utter agony with not just losing my precious husband, but also having to testify in four grueling murder trials and now a fifth trial, a retrial that's come up that we have to do this month. But with all that being said, I also live with peace that transcends all understanding from the Lord because I cling to him with all my might so when that tragedy happened I had to I had two choices one I could hold on to the bitterness and the anguish that the murders caused and I could curl up in a corner and live a miserable life or and as I chose I said to the Lord long ago shortly after this happened I said Lord I release these four people who ripped our family apart I give them to you I give them to you Lord so that I will not grow to become a bitter old woman for if I do you will not be glorified. Mm. Wow. So Charlene, I know that you've had the chance to share this story um, as hard as it is in, in different settings. And I just, um, I just wonder how has your story been used um, to help others? Well, I know that many people have come to Christ through it, which I know my husband would have died for only one person if he knew that they would be in heaven I know he would and I felt like for this horrible horrible tragedy to happen 
something good has to come from this. And so when people would tell me that their life had changed, I said, keep telling me those things because it helps me make sense of a horrible tragedy that good will come from it. I had this gal that I had prayed for 25 years and two weeks before my husband was murdered, I remember sitting up in bed and saying to my husband, Jim, I need to write this gal a letter. Maybe she'll listen to me in a letter. And he goes, well, you need to write the letter then. Well, I never wrote the letter. And the day of the memorial, before it started, she came into the back room and she told me with tears that she had come to Christ because of Jim's death. And I told her of the morning that I woke up and I said I was going to write her the letter, but I never did. And she looked at me, she said, the letter's written. Hmm. I just, oh, that, wow. that to me, I knew that my husband was up there in heaven, smiling right. down, saying he'd do it all over again. He'd risk his life and sacrifice his life for us as he did that night. But more importantly, because of the eternal value is that people would come to Christ through this tragedy. And then I, another lady had come up to me after a church service and said that she thanked me because she had her grandma back. And I said, what do you mean? She said, because of uh, the news story she saw and how I spoke of forgiveness, this grandma had been hanging on to some bitterness for 40 years. And she said, if that lady can forgive those four people, why am I hanging on to this unforgiveness? Wow. Wow, that is just so, so powerful. My last question is, Charlene, what would you say to someone who might be listening to your story today and they're holding on to some grudges or they have unforgiveness in their hearts or just painful memories that they would just love to get over? What could you say to someone that's listening today? I would say to them is let it go. It does you absolutely no good to hang on to it. It will slowly kill you. Remember, God is love. He cannot have any sin in his presence. And one day he will deal with the sin of this world. So release the burden, and I say burden, of unforgiveness. Release it to him and let him heal your heart and he will restore your health. Because unforgiveness is not from God. The enemy is the one who comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Don't let the enemy destroy you by holding on to something that you need to set free. For the Lord will be glorified when you do that. Mm. Well, I think you can see why we just think that this, this um, story, this tragedy that Charlene and her family faced is a story that knows no boundaries as far as ages. So this isn't something that's just apropos to as far as older people hanging on to, to bitterness, but anyone listening, no matter what your age, we just pray that you will find release and forgiveness and that you can move on. Uh, just seeing Charlene and just over these last few years, uh, as we can even 
scarcely imagine, but the pain that they 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 go through with the different trials or whatever, and just the way this story rears its ugly head on so many occasions. But yet still to see a woman of God that has just hanging on to those principles. And it's like, wow, if God went with her through this time, we just know that whatever it is that you're facing today, there isn't anything. This is not cliche. There isn't anything that's too big for you and God together to handle. So, Charlene, can I just have you say just a, a closing prayer, please? Lord, I just pray for anyone listening right now, if they have any kind of bitterness or unforgiveness in the heart, that they would just let it go right now, Lord. It's not worth it to hang on to it. It only hurts them. And it doesn't hurt the person that they that that betrayed them. Just let it go. Lord, you say if we want to be forgiven, we must forgive those. And Lord, you're going to restore this earth someday. I would just pray that no matter what we face in this life, that we would always look to you and look to our eternity, that we get to spend the rest of our lives with you where there are no more tears or no more pain. I know I'm looking forward to that, Lord. And every day that I wake up and I struggle, I just look to you, Lord. And I just pray that all those that are hurting out there, that they would just come to know you if they don't or just recommit their lives. And if there is any grudges or unforgiveness, that they would just set it free and leave it at the cross. And I just pray this in your holy, precious name. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Charlene. Thank you for listening to the Yes Podcast. If you are interested in getting involved with Yes, or would simply like more information about this ministry, we welcome you to visit our website at yes2serve.org.